Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello, thank you for coming back for episode two. Maria. Well, the first one and they didn't listen to the first. Podcast. Well, how rude of you to miss episode one. Go back and re- read it, listen to it. Um, not got at this podcast off like that. We'll get that. Oh, goodness me. We'll this get that. Is, this is um, unprofessional. Unprofessional. Let's hope my words. You didn't here. come here for professionalism, though, did you? No. Came for a little bit of information, a little bit of a laugh, and so we can throw Jen on the spot at the end. Oh, stop. Are you looking it. forward to that? Right. Let's move on swiftly. <laughs> I don't want to think about it because I might ruin the whole podcast. So, um, this week we're going to be speaking about calories, aren't we? You met. You you do, you met. Let let me finish my sentence. What? Because I've not told people to make sure they're on a walk. They should know by now. Episode, episode two. two. <laughs> if they don't know yet. If you're not know I'll get on a walk. There you go. Yeah. You can do your bit now. Thank you. You're welcome. So this week we're gonna be talking about calories, but you already knew that. Calories Um but before we do go into oh, any kind of like deeper knowledge or anything like that, we're gonna get the boring bit out of the way first, aren't we? <laughs> right, what I'm about to tell you makes no sense. Absolute zero. <laughs> In fact it makes that little sense that this morning when I was about to kind of make it all when me and Gemma were making a plan for it. I had to go and research the actual numbers because it makes no difference whatsoever to your weight loss journey. But I just thought it'd be nice just for people to know that the actual definition of a calorie is the energy needed to raise the temperature of one gram of water through one degree Celsius. I don't understand it. Me neither. <laughs> and you don't need to. I actually said to Phil, I was like... Should we uh, tell them the actual definition? I know it's something about raising the temperature or something. Mm. It's honestly, that will help you so little in your weight loss journey that if you forget it or if you've already forgot it, it's absolutely fine. It's going to change nothing whatsoever. Yeah. I can promise you that. (laughs) At no point are you ever going to think, is this going to raise the temperature of normal water by one degree Celsius? So, should we put it a bit more simply? Please. Yeah. So, if we're putting it in the terms that normal humans understand it's basically just the food and drink that you put into your body are full of calories and those calories give us energy mm-hmm. that's kind of where the raising of temperature comes from the energy side of things yeah that's what it does each calorie or kilojoule if we want to get really complicated um no, the energy well, really yeah let's not really, let's not let's just stop there because yeah but see um, you next week no uh, let's just stop there on that, that we hadn't decided to mention but i think is really important is that even if you were to like lie horizontally all day and do nothing like literally not move mm-hmm. you, your body still uses calories it needs that energy to um run like all your vital organs in your body so they are important for our bodies functioning yeah just doing what they need to do keeping us alive basically yeah and we spoke about that last week didn't we where mm-hmm. we were talking about how 
there will be people who are making a conscious effort to eat less, but they aren't moving. And because of that, they're struggling to lose weight. And this week's going to kind of be the opposite, isn't it? Mm -hmm. We're going to look at kind of the other side of it. So this could be those of you who are potentially making a real conscious effort to move a lot or think that you are, because we mentioned last week, obviously, that a lot of people think they're more active than they actually are. And that goes for me and Jen as well. Mm -hmm. And so we're not just kind of like calling people out. We've, you know, if you listen to last week's, we've both been, don't say the victim, it makes it sound worse mm-hmm. than it is, but we've been in positions where we thought we was doing a lot more steps than we actually was. So if you are somebody, <clears throat> pardon me, who thinks that you're moving a lot, it might be a good idea to go and track that, but we did speak about this last week. Um, but this week's kind of the opposite, isn't it? Where it's a case of you're potentially moving a lot more and you actually are moving you're being conscious about it you're making an effort to hit a certain step target and that step target is quite high and you're doing it consistently every single day you might even be doing some kind of training as well three to four times a week but you're still not getting results and you're probably hitting a point now where you're becoming really frustrated because you're doing a lot but you're actually physically doing a lot it's not just a case of you know you're thinking about doing these things you're actually moving but unfortunately um, either the scales aren't changing, your body isn't changing, you're not feeling any better. There's generally no progression anywhere whatsoever. And the point we want to make is that unless you're making some kind of conscious change to your food intake, you won't see a change. And we'll refer back quickly to last week um, in terms of the TDEE or the total daily energy expenditure where we was talking about how you had to actually, you know, move around to burn a certain amount of calories but if you're still putting more food into your body than you're burning so let's say for example your movement is taking you to 2000 calories or 2000 calories burnt but you consume in 2300 you're not going to be in a calorie deficit that word that word those words words. (laughs) calorie deficits i think this is one that like gets thrown a lot around a lot now a bit Mm -hmm. more than it used to i think people understand or have at least heard of the word probably yeah um, i think it is a bit more out there now um but it's i think i've had a conversation with quite a lot of people and like not to be patronizing but said like have you heard it do you know what it is i, d- I don't want to run through it if you know what it is but a lot of people i find when i ask that question have said um i've heard it but i don't particularly know what it means mm, just kind of seeing it being yeah so basically what it comes down to is what Phil just said it's eating and drinking less calories than you're burning and that's like the scientific fact isn't it of how how we lose weight as humans yeah that's the only way to do it there's absolutely no other way in which you can without chopping off limbs that you're gonna lose weight like that's the um it comes down to thermogenesis or thermogenesis whichever way you want to pronounce it but if you're not burning more calories than you're putting into your body, you won't lose body fat. Like that's an absolute fact. Or the other way around, if you're not burning more calories than you're putting into your body, it doesn't really matter which way around you look at it, there has to be a deficit of energy or there has to be less energy going into your body than you're burning. And we bang on, bang on a lot about it. Yeah. And a lot of other people bang on a lot about it. But I feel like no one really focuses on how it actually works. And I think the reason being is that a lot of people and a lot of different approaches aren't really that confident at helping people achieve it. Yeah. So a It's lot easy of, for them to scream calorie deficit at you. Yeah. But getting in the calorie deficit 
isn't necessarily that easy for a lot of people. No, and there's uh, a majority of people it's not that easy. No, and Mark McDonald said, um, and I love this the quote that he said, and it was years ago. He said that losing weight is as simple as getting in a calorie deficit, but getting in a calorie deficit isn't that simple. Yes, I and love it that. Couldn't have been said any better. It's so easy to say to people. Oh, just eat less and just move more. And they're like, oh, nice one. Thanks for that, mate. You know, you've really taught me loads there. That's you... basically our job though, isn't it? Like we we tell people about the calorie deficit, but then mm. our job is to then actually help people achieve yeah. the calorie, get into a calorie deficit. Absolutely. It's just there's too many people and I don't want to go too deep into calling out other people that are saying like, that's all you have to do. And in theory, it is all you have to do. Mm. But you knew that anyway. Like if I was to say to someone, look, why do you think you've gained X amount of weight? 99 times out of 100, they'd say, oh, I'm not really moving around a lot and I have been eating a lot more food. So if I go, oh, right, cool, we'll just do the opposite. They'd be like, well, I've not really come to you for that. I want to know mm-hmm. how. I want to know what I've got to do to achieve that. I'm just going to kind of talk about a client now at this point. Um, and she kind of came to me with a lot of um, kind of habits around food that needed looking at and needed changing and actually um for that person we didn't go oh let's try and hit a certain number it was more about looking at those behaviors that were leading her to eat more calories Mm -hmm. and i think that's where people a lot of other people kind of overlook those things don't they so we looked at things like uh, mental health uh, lifestyle and sleep all those things that were really impacting her choices when it came to the calories she was eating. Now, in actual fact, by just looking at those other things, her calorie intake started to naturally come down. And that's what we're saying when it comes down to that. It's fine to say being in a calorie deficit Mm -hmm. is simple, but it's not actually that simple because it's all the other things that factor into the decisions you make around food, I think, isn't it? And this is where we then differentiate between a diet and a lifestyle change because mm-hmm. every diet on the planet, no matter which one it is, they get you in a calorie deficit. Oh, that's the goal of it, no matter which one. And if you listen to this now, you can message me the name of a diet and I will guarantee you that the purpose of that diet is to get you in a calorie deficit. And you might say, oh, what about... Keto, Phil, because that's increasing your fat. No, it's not. It's reducing your carbs so that you're in or eating less food. Or what about mm-hmm. this diet where like, I count sins? Yeah, so that you only have a certain amount of sins so that you're getting a calorie deficit. What about intermittent fasting where like it's because I'm only eating for two hours? Well, that's because it's really hard to eat loads of food if you're only eating for two hours. Mm-hmm. The goal is that your calories reduce down so much that you end up burning more calories than you're eating. That's the purpose of it. what diets do is they don't tell you that they're doing that. No, they hide it. That's the secret. That's what keeps you coming back and spending money on them. And the point as well is that because they're giving you a strict regime, so let's say, for example, let's take intermittent fasting because I know loads of people have tried it where they only eat for a certain amount of hours. As soon as you hit a point where you kind of stop doing intermittent fasting... You then start gaining weight again, which then tells you, ah, it's because fasting's so great for me. And it's not. It's because you've not learned the habits and routines that you need to learn Mm -hmm. in order to eat a normal window of food. So from when you get up to when you go to bed and maintain those results because they're almost not giving you the things that you require Mm -hmm. to make those changes. So as Jen mentioned about things like sleep. So you might be somebody who has a terrible sleep routine. So when you wake up, you're tired. And because you're tired, you make really 
negative, unhealthy decisions in the morning, like driving to um, the McDonald's drive-thru and getting absolutely loads of high calorie foods. And then you drive to Starbucks and get yourself a large coffee, which is 800 calories. Then you go to work and because you were so tired, you've not brought your dinner with you. So yeah. you go out and you eat food from the nearest it shop. It convenience, doesn't yeah. it? When you're, Everything's when you're convenient. Tired. Now the thing is, all those things in moderation are fine. There's nothing wrong with McDonald's breakfast. There's not, nothing wrong with a Starbucks coffee. Well, they, they taste rubbish. Cost us a lot better. But other than that, like other than that, um, there's nothing wrong with eating these foods and drinking these drinks in moderation. But the problem is, it's not because you don't know that they're high calorie. You already know the high calorie. The problem is the fact that nobody sat you down and said, let's have a look at your sleep routine. Let's look at what it is you're doing that is kind of resulting in you having a bad night's sleep. Because if we can fix that, if we can stop that first domino being knocked down, the day after, it is dominoes, Mm -hmm. the day after, your decision making will be 10 times better, which means that you'll be able to reduce your calorie intake, which will make it easier for you to get into a calorie deficit. So what we're not saying on this podcast this week is, it's just a case of getting in a calorie deficit or it's just a case of eating less food because you already know that information. It's a case of taking one step back and saying, why am I putting these calories mm-hmm. into my body? And the thing is, there's no way we can run through all the different ways. And to be honest with you, it wouldn't be individual anyway. Cause... No, I think that is the thing. I was just thinking when you were saying that, I think intermittent fasting will work for some people and um, keto will work for some people and whatever yeah. else you do will work for some people. But it's about when you start something new, thinking, asking yourself a question, can I do this for the rest of my life? Because if you can't, you're not gonna get lasting results. No. Which is why we focus on creating a whole lifestyle change so that you do get those lasting results because you've looked at the things that result in, in the decisions that mm-hmm. meant you were eating more calories in the first place and made small changes that would last then. And I think that is where a lot of people don't really talk about that side of things, do they? No, they don't really go in depth How into that. How do you get into that calorie deficit? And it's because basically. it's quite complicated. And it's it quite is because complex. it's individual, yeah. isn't it? And, and that's not us trying to sound really no. clever, by the way. It's not us saying like we're, you know, like we're really clever people who are really good at doing the complex stuff. It's just that we tend to curve a little bit more mm. than the average. So that means that we're bothered about your sleep routine. We're bothered about your stress levels. We're bothered mm-hmm. about hydration. We care about your protein intake because we know that if we can make these little changes, we know that's going to have a lasting impact on your calorie mm-hmm. intake, which means that it'll get you into a calorie deficit much easier, which means that, yeah, in four to six months, your results are going to be a lot more sustainable, which is kind of what we're looking to achieve. Mm-hmm. What a lot of people want to do is they want to drastically reduce your calorie intake as soon as physically possible so that in six weeks' time, they've got an after photo because then mm-hmm. they can market that. We, that's not what we're about. We want to actually help. We want you to come away knowing exactly what you've done, why you've done it and how to sustain it. Because if you're unable to do that, you're unable to to sustain the results basically. Yeah, and I think going back to the kind of calorie side of things as well, I think one of the traps that a lot of people fall into is the, um, yeah, but I'm eating healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And eating healthy and eating to lose weight, I always see them as kind of two different things because... Eating to lose weight takes a lot of mental energy and a lot of people kind of have a lot of things to unpick and aren't necessarily... Eating healthy to me is a a diet that's full of like nutritious foods. Now, a lot of people's starting point is nowhere near that. So to jump straight to that, 
is not achievable for a lot of people. But some people will jump straight to that and actually be adding in quite a few higher calorie foods. So there's, there still needs to be an understanding of calories when you are eating healthily if you want to lose weight as well. Because things like typically healthy foods that just jump to mind are like avocados, nuts, seeds, mm-hmm. um, oils, all amazing for our body, full of nutrients, but also need to be eaten in moderation just as much as what you would deem as the unhealthy foods which Mm -hmm. are more of your higher calorie foods that typically um don't provide us with as many nutrients so there is still an understanding of calories that needs to be had when we're eating healthy as well because um although we're providing our bodies with loads of nutrients there are still in certain foods quite high calorie content aren't there i think the simple way to say it in a sort of in a sentence or in a nutshell is you can gain weight by just eating avocados and you can lose weight by just eating big macs 100 percent, yeah and it all comes down to the calorie intake now don't get me wrong as jen said if you just eat big macs three times a day for the rest of your life yes you'll probably lose weight is it going to be nutritionally good for you and when we say that we mean for things like how you feel your energy levels your hair your teeth your Mm -hmm. general well-being how much you enjoy life, your bodily odours, like it, it impacts all things like that. So you probably need a combination of the both, but a lot of people just fall into the trap of just going, right, well, I'm just going to have avocado and toast for my breakfast and then I'm going to have um, some kind of like chicken salad for my dinner and then I'm going to have nuts fish Nuts as a snack rice. is a big one. Yeah, nuts as a snack, cheese as a snack. These are all things like really kind of like positive healthy foods. And like we said, they'll be within your food intake and they will be positive and mm-hmm. healthy. And they will help all of those things that we've just spoken about. But if it's all you're eating and you're eating it not in moderation, it isn't going to help you lose weight. And that's no. where it does become confusing, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I think that is the thing. And so the key part we're basically saying is understand the calories within all of your foods mm-hmm. and just be aware of the calories within your food. Because I think the key thing is even if you're not counting calories, calories still count. Like Absolutely. it comes down to science. Like. Yeah. You don't have to be counting calories, but you need to be aware that calories will still count regardless of what approach you're taking. Um, So that's it on calories. What are we doing now, Jen? I don't want to do it. (laughs) I don't think that's how it works. I don't like this section anymore. I think it's... um, It's not a bad one. um, It depends. You You could make this question bad, basically. Oh, great, thanks. No, what I'm trying to say is that obviously I'm asking you the question, so I know that sounds obvious, but it kind of depends on the answer you right, give. You, can you just ask me the question then? No, I'd rather build up to it for a little bit. No. <laughs> Please, just ask it now. Um, Funny story before Phil asked me the question. So I got loads of questions sent to me last week when I put it on my story. And I was like, yes, going to put these in a note, build them up for future. I'll just pin lock it so Phil can't get in it and see the questions. Can't remember the password. Cool, Jen story, that. <laughs> Um, I'm sure I'll remember it before the next podcast. Maybe the question this week should have been, what are your passwords, Jen? I'm going to have to get into next week's then. Right, go on, give me a question. I've just stored mine, not pin-locked, because I trust Jen to not go and look. I'm going to go and look later. That's a lie, it's <laughs> pin-locked, I've just remembered the password. <laughs> so, this week, um, and thanks, Vicky, for the question. We, well, we want to know, Vicky wants to know, we all want to know. Tell us one thing that nobody knows about you. Oh, no one on the planet? Well, I'm assuming I might know, 
but in general that 99.99% of people don't know. So that's something um, that you, something that like anybody listening to this would go, oh, I never knew that about Jen. I never knew she did that that time. <laughs> um, can I go with... Um, it depends. If it's not good enough, I'll tell you to answer again. So make sure it's good enough. I played the piano for seven to eight that's years. That's rubbish. <laughs> that's terrible. No one cares. Give us a better one. <laughs> can I go with... It's going to be a long end to the podcast, um, this. I want better than the fact that you play the piano. Maybe a story. Um, something you've done drunk. Something I've gone done drunk. Yeah, maybe something. I was like once found on the side of a street with a strange man talking to me by a guy who lived in the hall below us, mm. who um, had to bring me home, and I don't recall any of it. Just so you know, I wasn't the strange man. No, he wasn't the strange man. Wasn't me. I did. Um, I'm not a. I'm not a very. I was a very. I was a very happy drunk. Yeah, you are a happy drunk. But I also did a lot of embarrassing things. You're a massive drunk. lightweight as well, aren't you? I am a massive lightweight. That is my problem. Jen's the type of person where when we go out, you know, you go out for food and you're like, should we get a glass of wine? I'm like, yeah, let's have a glass of wine. By the end of the meal, she had one glass of wine. She's absolutely hammered. There are endless stories I could tell you. Oh, go on then. We've got loads of time. No. Everybody wants to hear. Don't want to. <laughs> um, so that's the one you're going with. Jen K once got found on the side of a hallway. Did you say hallway? Side of a road. Oh, a road. Next to Debbie Chippy. Next to Debbie Chippy. From Sheffield. From Sheffield. You know. Yeah. Been spoken to by a strange man? Yeah. Was you asleep? Probably. Mm. I don't know. It's dangerous, that. It is dangerous and slightly worrying. Mm. You need to stop drinking, don't you? I don't anymore, do I? You need to stop speaking to strange men. IBS ruined that. You definitely need to stop speaking to strange men. That's nothing to do with like how dangerous it is. It's because I, I don't want you speaking to strange men, to be honest with you. <laughs> if you can have, or any men, actually. I feel like I should have had a better story. It's something that someone doesn't know about me. Well, that's the point of on the spot, isn't it, Jen? Yeah, it's dead hard though, this on the spot, I've realised. Thanks, I'm glad you said that after last week. Because I feel like if I had time to think about it, I feel like I would have a better story for you. You do realise it was our idea to do on the spot? Yeah, I'm aware of that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe if I remember a better story, I can tell you. No, that's not how on the spot works. It's done now. It's done, officially. I've committed my story. You've got three seconds to think of a better story, and if you've not got one, three... Two. One. Time's up. Sorry, Jen. That's it. That's the story we're going with. So Jen was once walking by a strange man at the side of the street when she was very drunk. I'm sure people appreciate that. They'll love that anyway. Yeah. I would have if I didn't, if I didn't already on the story. Yeah. Good work, Jen. Stop drinking and stop speaking to strange men. If you take anything from this podcast to make it those two things, <laughs> it'll reduce your calorie intake <laughs> and you shouldn't be speaking to strange men anyway. So I wasn't speaking to him. You wasn't. No, you were speaking to me. Was it? Apparently. That's good though that he was ignoring him. Mm. Oh, I've got a better one. Brilliant. Good. We'll cut out the rest. We won't, but go on. Oh, no, I can't remember the song. There's a song? It's a great story. Ah, right, right. Okay, so I've got another one. Right. Good. I once went home drunk at uni and um, my friend Jess, who I live with, and her boyfriend Adam, also my friend, I don't know why I said that, mm. Um came home to find me with my head over the toilet and a towel over my head singing 
just like that as well and then it proceeded to record me just hanging over the toilet just singing to myself with a towel over my head I don't know ask Adam I I think he was the one who um... I need to speak to Adam very soon (laughs) it was really funny sounds brilliant yeah it was really funny I'm assuming that song was out at the time I'm pretty big no 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 No. just in my head quite old song isn't it yeah you're not 40 so there's no way just in my head brilliant yeah so that's a better story thank you and you have come up with a better one. I know. Yeah. That's all you're having though. There's no more stories now. Okay. So, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thanks for that. Appreciate um, you tuning in. Can you give us some questions that I can answer easier next week? No, No, because it's not my turn next week. It's exactly. Phil's turn. It's questions turn. for Phil, 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 please. Questions for Phil, Phil, Questions Phil. for Phil, Phil, Phil. Um, and don't forget to update your steps. See you next week. Have a good one. See you next week. Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on. Each week we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.